You ready for Freddy? That's a fucking bong hit. Here in the South, yeah, hey, you know that kids don't play. Put it down in the street, will I see another day to fly? Make it back this time, got the whole of this mind to think. God, that I made it alone. Here in the South, yeah, hey, you know that kids don't play. Put it down in the street, will I see another day to fly? Make it back this time, got the whole of this mind to think. God, that I made it alone. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa. Just leaving a gas station, Terribles Chevron in Vegas. They always have good, clean restrooms. I gotta give it to them. Good, clean restrooms. Only thing that sucks is that sometimes, you know, they have two restrooms, but some of these Terribles gas stations. Um, they don't, they close one of the restrooms and they put a sign in it that says employees only. So the employees have their own restroom and then they make one of the, cause one's a male and female restroom. Then the other one, they put a sign over the male or female, whatever they cover it up and they just say, uh, customer restroom. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. So you get to have your own clean restroom. I guess it's kind of cool though. I guess it's good. If I was an employee, I would, I would do the same thing. Because then you could hold people accountable. Like if you're working with another clerk. Hey, bitch. Did you just piss all over the sink? <laughs> all over the sink. I meant to say the toilet seat. <laughs> uh, you ever pissed in a sink before? I piss in sinks sometimes. I've done that before. Sometimes when I live, I'm pretty wasted. And uh, of course, if it's a, a restroom, not my restroom, but like if it's a public restroom, like a private restroom, and I don't know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to get wild right now. And I just, you know, the wild, that's how wild I get when I, when I drink. That's how, as wild as it gets. You know, some people go streaking. Some people get crazy and yell out shit to the world. Um... I piss in sinks. <laughs> I don't know. I said that accidentally and it just brought back memories of me pissing in a sink. Like blackout moments. I've had those so, so many of those moments and it's like my tradition. I piss in a sink. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was in a restaurant right now and uh, as soon as I sat down uh, to, take a, to take a piss... <laughs> Uh, somebody started jiggling the, the doorknob and, uh, it, every time, man, it, it reminds me of this comic, Pete, uh, Corielli. look up Pete Corielli restroom, um, bathroom skit, or I mean bit, um, you spell Corielli just like Korea, C-O-R-R-E-A and then L-E, Pete Corielli very funny comic man he he has a podcast with one of my favorites as well uh sebastian maniscalco they both have a very funny podcast um anyway he has this bit about going to a gas station or starbucks and um he's the in this case he's the other he's the guy on the other side of the other door you know like he's trying to use the restroom but someone's in there so he he wiggles the the doorknob and then 
they say, oh, someone's in here, okay, and then he waits, like, a few seconds, and then gives it a different kind of wiggle and a knock, you know, so that the person inside thinks it's someone else, and, and so now they're, they're building up a line outside, <laughs> oh, man, it's such a funny bit, but every time I take a shit at a public restroom like that, I always remember that bit, um, anyway, we are back, this is Freddie Korea. It seems like I talk about... That's been a theme here on this podcast. I always talk about uh, bowel movements. That's the theme. You know? That's what we do on this podcast. And uh, we learn. We learn tricks and, and, and strategies on how to find the right restroom for you. For you who are working out on the road and you need to quickly go before you shit yourself. I give you the answers. I give you the tips. I am the one who helps. I forget. I was trying to go with the um, uh, the Breaking Bad. What do you say? I am he who walks. I, Eisenberg. I am he. I am he who knocks. That's what he says. That's right. Yeah, man. So I got out of the restroom. I held the door for the guy, and then. Um, it was an awkward door because you have two fat guys trying to like, I'm holding the door for him, but I'm trying to stand outside the the restroom. So I'm not inside holding the door for him to come in with me. And um, so I'm, it's, it's an awkward like backhanded hold and, and I'm holding it. And then he doesn't even say thank you. What a fucking jerk off. I held the door for you, dude. I even, I even hurried up and... Um, I didn't get to piss in the sink like I usually do. You didn't say thank you? Really? People are rude. Rude ass people. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I had a great trip in El Paso. I want to talk about that. The last episode, thank you for every uh, nice comment when I posted on Facebook as well about us losing our doggy Chico. All your beautiful comments and messages. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate them. Um, so, um, we, we had a trip to El Paso, just myself, uh, me and my mom, uh, Lizzie stayed home with MJ, our little dog, other doggy and went to El Paso and it was cool, man. I haven't been to El Paso in, since 2017 and, uh, mainly my main mission was to go see my dad. I had not heard from him, so he's not doing very well. So went out there to see him. My mom got to reconnect with some family members and of course, if you if you don't, you know, if, if you haven't listened to the show way back in the day, um, uh, that's where I had my third episode in El Paso, Texas. I got to meet my buddy Israel Garcia and Rafael Molina. And they were on the third episode of Thanks for the Invite way back in 2013. And I did some comedy out there. I got introduced by Israel and Raf. They introduced me to all the comics out there. Adam Dominguez, Sam Butler, uh, Gives, Jivs, uh, and, and you know it, it's it's been an amazing, amazing adventure since because my roots somehow, in some way, are in El Paso. Not in comedy. I didn't start comedy over there, but just life in general. You know, my mom was raised in Juarez. She met my dad in El Paso. I was almost born in El Paso, Texas. So it's always nice to go back. It's kind of like a 
like a third home in a weird way. And it feels good going back. A lot of memories come back in. Uh, nostalgia. And nostalgia could be bittersweet, man. I, I tell you what, I, I rented a car, drove around with my mom, and we found our old home. It was like a little one-bedroom, little cubicle, you know, tiny. I've seen cubicles bigger than this. Tiny little hole in the, in the wall. It barely had a kitchen, <laughs> uh, a restroom, no privacy whatsoever. Um, not even as big as a, like, like a, a, a room in a motel. Way smaller than that. But um, it was just like the way I imagined it. I didn't go, get to go inside, but I looked up the school I went to. I didn't even remember the name of the school, but I, I, I felt like I was in the area. So I Googled elementary school. And and then we found our old home. It was crazy, man. I took pictures of it. It's it was this like it, it looks like a long hallway, and they divided into three three little studios. And we used to live in one of them. My mom, my dad, and myself. I was seven years old. And then uh, would go to El Paso uh, or the elementary school. I forgot the name of it. I think it's called Wise or Wheeze. Ah, shit, I forgot. Anyway. When you get nostalgia like that, at least for me, I say it's bittersweet because it's nice to go back, but it brings back all these sad memories of like, damn, you know, like the good times and the bad times when my mom and dad, you know, when they would fight and then the happy times, you know, where I would just be joyful. I'll be wrestling with my dad, you know, but, but. There was more bad times than good times, uh, which is eventually why they ended up separating back in '92, and it was a good thing too. I always, I'm always grateful that my mom and my dad didn't stick together. So, you know, they they didn't stay together because if they did, you know, just like uh, the timeline, my timeline would have been totally different. I would have never ended up in Reno. I would have never met Lizzie. Would have never met. The, the amazing friends and family I have and I still kept in touch with my dad you know so it's not like I never got to see him again you know it was when I was 10 when they split up my mom and dad and my mom raised me on her own but I always had communication with my dad so that was always nice he would always send me care packages you know like he would record VHS tapes with cartoons he would send me cartoons of the Ninja Turtles uh, he had cable, so he would send me all like movies, and then Spanish movies. He would send me Cantinflas. He would record whatever he would be watching. He would hit record, and record on uh, a cassette, a VHS, and SLP, so it could record up to six hours. He even remember the ones that would go up to eight hours. He would record, and then the quality was not the greatest. It was, was kind of like the tracking on the VHS. It was kind of shitty, um, but um, it, I've always appreciated that. So he would send those VHS tapes and then on top he would sprinkle it with Mexican candy or toys. So I'm always grateful for my dad for uh, keeping in touch and I'm glad I saw him. I got to see my dad. He's not doing that well. Um, you know, I would say mostly mentally, uh, you know, they're, they're taking care of him somewhat, but, uh, 
it's one of those things where it comes to that point where you can't really take care of yourself anymore. And while I was there uh, at his house, there was a little doggy that ran up the hallway. And they, the little doggy ran up to him. And then it ran up to me. Little tiny dog. I'm like, where did this come from? What the, what, what the hell? Where did this dog come from? And I asked my dad, I'm like, what is this? Is this your dog? He's like, yeah, my, my chihuahua had um, had kids. Uh, got the neighbor's dog pregnant. Had two dogs. And the neighbor brought the dogs to me because they were leaving. They were moving. So turns out that my dad had two little puppies in his house. And like I said before, he could barely take care of himself. So, without me even asking, my dad's like, you want them? And at first, I'm like, fuck, you know, I just, a lot of things went through my head. You know, we just lost Chico. You know, Lizzie's in Vegas with MJ by herself. Uh, What, I can't just make this decision right now, but uh, to keep it for myself, but I had to make the decision to, like, kind of, like, rescue the doggies. You know, they're, they're little tiny Little Chihuahua mixed with something else. I don't know what it what, what the other mix. My little brother said it's like a, maybe a wiener dog or I don't know. But this little dog looked like she has like German Shepherd colors, brown, dark nose, you know, and uh, doesn't have the ears of a Chihuahua. You know, like they pop up. It, it, she really doesn't have that. So it was a little female dog. And little tiny dogs running around and, and just playful. I picked her up. And when my dad said that I want her, I'm like, yeah, well, okay, yeah. I just, I made the executive decision to take the dog. And I took the doggy with me. And I told my mom, I said, you know what? I know your family members uh, might, we'll find a home for her. the doggies here in El Paso. You know, because these, these dogs, they're, they're too young. I don't know what the neighbor was thinking you know they don't care about dogs but you can't take away a dog that young turns out that they were like five weeks old man these dogs have to be with their you know dogs have to be with their um mom getting nourished uh, i think let me know if i'm wrong or if i'm close up to at least 12 weeks right gotta be with their mom at least 12 weeks so that they could uh, be fully nourished and then that's when they start selling them or giving them away so now I have uh, two doggies on my hands and the other one was a black little cute little doggie as well same size brother and sister so I got lucky one of my mom's family members decided to take one and then the, the girl dog I just couldn't I, I don't know, man. Something happened. It's, it's like I, uh, like I, she imprinted on me or whatever, you know. Like she just had this love, you know. Like it reminded me so much of my first dog Tootsie, you know. Like it's it, it was just this beautiful, beautiful feeling that you get for a dog, and and I I was taking pictures of her recording her and I started sending them to Lizzie told her about it and uh, I told Lizzie I said look if I can't find a home let me do this let me uh, 
let me get her vaccinated so I could fly her back to Vegas and then we'll find a home in Vegas. Because I have friends in Vegas that will take the dog. Everybody would like a puppy. Who doesn't want a cute little puppy? So, little by little, Lizzie starts asking me, hey, can you send me another picture? I want to see her picture again. And, and she starts falling in love with the, the little puppy. And so do I. Well, guess what, guys? Now we have a new puppy. <laughs> we got a new puppy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and it came all of this from going to visit my dad. And it's it's cool. It's something special because it came from my dad. It's like a, another care package he gave me. Um, unintentionally, maybe, because he didn't know I was coming to visit him. And... He gave us a nice little doggy, and people have told me, you know, I haven't really announced it on Facebook or Instagram, but um, people have told me, like, maybe Chico sent me over there, and uh, because they knew how, how our hearts were broken, you know, so, or, or he knew how, how much our hearts were broken, so he sent her to us, and who knows, who knows the way the universe works, but I'll tell you this, that uh, it is pretty weird how it all kind of panned out this trip, you know, I got to go out there, see my dad, my buddy Israel Garcia, who I met in 2013, was out in, in El Paso doing shows with my friend Polar Bear, who was headlining, so they gave me spots to perform at the comic strip, a place I've always wanted to perform at, the, the, you know, it's a famous place where George Lopez would perform back in the day, Freddy Soto, um, all the big names you could think of, they performed there. Bart Reed's comic strip and it's it's crazy the way it's crazy it's weird I don't know the way the way it all happens you can call it coincidence you could call it something uh, something divine you know that happened we got a new little doggy and um, I was trying to we we thought of a lot of names we're trying to come up with different names what names are we gonna give her and uh, we noticed she <laughs> she likes to play with her shoes like any doggy. So it's not unique, right? But, you know, just trying to be funny. Um, and she's so cute. We're like, well, she likes feet. So, you know, she really likes feet. Why don't we name her Cutie? But we spell it with a QT after Quentin Tarantino because he also likes feet. He has a foot fetish. So, <laughs> so we went with Cutie, everybody. Cutie is her name. Cutie Korea. Cutie Korea. Um, we also thought of just calling her Quentin. Just Quentin. But um, because it, it Quentin is a it's a female name. I don't know if you know that. Quentin is a female name, and uh, just for short. We're going to go with Cutie, and uh, I'll be posting pictures of it, and uh, she's a very smart girl. I'll tell you what, when we're in the hotel, I was, um, I put down some newspaper, and it's like I didn't even have to train her. She just would go and pee and, and uh, take a shit in the newspaper. I'm like, what a good girl, you know? And I haven't had a, I, we haven't had a puppy in over 10 years. MJ's like 12. So it, it, there was a lot of emotions going, coming through. Like, 
I don't know if I want this responsibility. Can we do this? We just lost Chico. I felt guilty. I felt this guilt. Like, I don't know if we could take another dog after everything we just went through. And and then seeing my dad not being in the greatest condition. This was a very emotional trip, guys. Very emotional. It was so emotional that um, it kind of affected me comedy-wise, too. Like, I, I had fun. The first show before I saw my dad, it, it was fun. I got to um, perform and it was, it was great, but then after the, the second show, I wasn't the same, there was something in me, like, I'm like, I felt guilty that I was out there doing comedy when I should be, like, going to do more for my dad out there, so it was one of those things, it was, it was bittersweet for sure, um, and I gotta say, in the beginning of my trip, right in the start, when we checked in, my mom and I, uh, I, I did a podcast in Spanish, my buddy Sam Butler, a very funny comic who does comedy in Spanish and English, he went to pick us up in El Paso and took us to Juarez, to the Mexican side. And we were there for probably, at the most, maybe three and a half hours. He picked us up and we got to do, um, you know, first we went to grab a bite to eat. It's an amazing, bomb-ass tacos al pastor at this place called Tacos el Negro. And, and then from there we went to his studio and we got to do a podcast. Um, it's called Esta Cagado in Spanish. And uh, Chavo 101, you got to get Sam Butler on your podcast, man. You guys got to link up. Um, because I know Chavo does his podcast in Spanish. So, um, And Dave Nunez, hit up Sam Butler. Get him on the podcast. Get him. Uh, he does English too, bro. <laughs> and I know you know that. But... Um, yeah, so I got to do his podcast. It's called Stacagado, and it's a really cool format. He brings us a subject, and then we just talk about it. We it's like a historic topic. The, the Spanish topic he brought, none other than tacos. We talked about the the beginning and how tacos were invented, and it's all in Spanish. I wish there were subtitles, maybe for the English speakers, so you could kind of understand. But you get to see me talk in Spanish, and it was hard, man, because I'm not used to it. I'm not. I only talk in Spanish to my mom, pretty much. That's the only person I ever talk to in Spanish, and I, I'm very proud of my Spanish. I think I, I I could do pretty good, but I used to do better. Just I don't practice it enough anymore. Uh, then we did a second podcast. It's called The Shit, and it's the same same format except it's in English. And that, on that episode, we talked about the history of Andre the Giant. So you can check out those episodes from Sam Butler uh, on YouTube. Look up Sam Butler on YouTube, comedian, and you'll find his channel. And check those out. So that was pretty cool. It was a cool experience overall. I'll talk more and get more into some details and stories. Uh, but I did want to share the story as far as Cutie, how, how I met her, and how she came into our lives. And, you know, hopefully we could... Uh, give her a good home i i do feel very happy about that because as much as um you know i would have you know kind of wanted her to be with my dad i mean he has his uh, he has the dad you know, of the of the i guess his name is bobby the father of the two puppies <laughs> bobby um so so it's like you know it's not like uh he needs more doggies running around and and like i said it, it felt more like a rescue 
these dogs needed to be rescued. They need they needed a good home, some somewhere where they could have attention and get taken care of. So found found two good homes for them, and one of them's ours. And uh, I'm pretty excited and happy about that. So uh, Lizzie's been training her. She's been learning how to sit, how to do hand already, and um, the doctors, you know, the, when I took her to the vet, they, they checked the, t- the teeth. I guess they could tell by the teeth how old they are, and yeah, I guess now she's seven weeks. We've had her for about two weeks, seven or eight weeks, so so there you go. That's our story of uh, how I met Cutie, uh, the foot lover. She loves feet. Oh, my God. She'll be running around. She just stares at feet. That's, I'm telling you, there's, 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 a, there's a reason why I named her uh, after Quentin Tarantino. Also, because he's just like I named MJ after one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, except MJ doesn't molest children. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Quentin Tarantino, he's one of my favorite if not, he's actually my favorite director of all time. Every movie I've watched, I've loved, and I've seen over and over. And uh, so, yeah, that's something that I, I have to do at one point in honor of Quentin Tarantino, the greatest. Um, speaking of uh, great, you know, directing and and all that, story writing, Squid Game was amazing, right? Wasn't it great? Well... Hopefully, we could do this very, very soon. My buddy, Grumpzilla, from Flashback with the Homies, we're going to do a podcast. And I want to do a swapcast so we could both uh, upload it on their stream. And we're going to talk about the Squid Games uh, with spoilers and everything. So hopefully, you could catch up and watch it. And we could do that podcast and talk about it. And guys, if you have a message for me, if you want to send me a message, if you're an anchor... Send me a message. Record it. We haven't one, done one of those in a while. If you send me a message, I sent a message for Dave Nunez the other day, a couple weeks ago. Let's do that. Let's start doing that again. If you've done it before, send me a message. I want to hear your voice on the podcast. I want to play it on the podcast. If you have a question, if you have a comment, uh, go on Anchor, and there's an option to send the message. And, and do that for me. I really appreciate it if you do that for me. Just take a little time. It doesn't take that long. Just a little voice message. All right, guys. I'll be back to tell you more stories on future episodes um, because I do want to get into some stuff that happened in El Paso. Peace. Have a great day. Have a good rest of the week. Enjoy yourself.